0: This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. For an entire generation, people have experienced Star Wars the only way it's been possible, on the TV screen. But if you've only seen it this way, you haven't seen it at all.
1: This is where the fun begins. Chewing.
0: We're home. Hello there. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome to the Blue Mill Cafe. Grab an empty stool at the counter, order a cup of Jawa juice, and a nice slice of yogin fruit pie and get ready because we're about to talk all things Star Wars. Morning, my you know, suspect. Welcome back into the cafe. This is episode 133. I'm your host, Jeff.
1: And I am Jeff's co-host,
0: Rural boy RFB. And we want to welcome you all back into the cafe this weekend. Last weekend we were talking New Hope and all the memories and stuff surrounding that release back in 1977. But this week we are going to move to the beginning of what I consider one of the greatest decades ever, the 80s. And in 1980, we finally got The Empire Strikes Back, the sequel to A New Hope, and that's what we'll be talking about this weekend. And I'm going to let you start again, rural farm boy. Um, do you remember when you first saw this in the theater?
1: Oh, boy. I'm going to say... Oh, this is really, really fuzzy, and this is three years later. Last week, last week we were in 1977, so now we're jumping up three years later to 1980. I was 13 years old, and by then, we, me and my brother had made friends with a couple brothers that lived up down the road about a quarter mile from us in a little, little, bitty patch of land, and went to school together and the younger of the two we they went with me and my brother and my brother could really gave a crap about star wars at all he was more interested in mini bikes and starting to learn how to do auto mechanics and fixing cars and building mini bikes and stuff he he was out in the garage every day doing them them kind of things and stuff yeah 13 year old nerdy when nerdy was not a safe thing to be back then no, no not nearly at all <clears throat> pardon um yeah there was me with my imagination and I already had it firmly cemented that i now knew who Darth vader was and i can remember before this is a time where this stuff do- this don't happen no more was i can remember going shopping i want to say it was a local kmart and got my mom got for me the novelization of The Empire Strikes Back. When the, okay. the book story part came out before the film, because nowadays it's that book or novel will release the same day that the film drops. Yeah, I can remember sitting and reading it, and I didn't go all the way to the end, and I did it on purpose because I knew I was going to get to go to theater, and see this story so I didn't spoil myself and then after I saw it I know it had to be I'm trying to think really hard now when did I go to see that because we got took up to the theater and dropped off because that was just my stepdad he had no interest in it um, okay. I wished my mom would have come with me because she's the one that schooled me. I should have brought this up last week. She schooled me early on when she had me back in 1966 is when the original run, the original series of Star Trek came out in 66, 67, 68. And she got hooked okay. into that. So by the time I was a kid, there was always, it was on reruns and re-reruns and re re reruns on on TV. Yeah, I, I sat down and started watching that with her. So that was my getting me prepped to become a nerd. And then yeah. that, that's when Star Wars hooked me. So I was already, I was ready. I want to say it was, had to be somewhere in the middle of the summer that me and my brother and them two kids lived down the road from us went to see it all together. And it's really funny that I have more broadened, Visual memories of seeing Star Wars, but not so much of seeing Empire Strikes Back.
0: Okay.
1: And then, yeah, that 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 story was wow. (laughs) And funny enough, for me, I know I know most most folks, our generation, and even the generation that came after us, would consider this to be the best Star Wars story? Yep. To me, it's not. I, I don't favor any Star Wars story over any other. There's no one better than another, but that's just my opinion. Right. And yes, that might get some folks coming at, coming at me yeah. with uh-uh. But, nah. It's it's just as good as everything that came after it and the one that came before it.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sort of in the same boat as you. I remember seeing A New Hope so much more than seeing Empire Strikes Back it's funnier cuz I was 11 when Empire Strikes Back came out. So mm-hmm. I you think I'll remember this one more, but no, I think it was the anticipation of going to see it after seeing the those very early trailers on TV and stuff. For this new space movie coming out. And I was always interested in space. My my parents, you know, my mom could care less about Star Wars. She, But she is the one that, you know, Santa Claus, you know. They, mm-hmm. She would go out, get me as much as what she could that I asked for for Christmas. And I did get a lot. I was fortunate. I got a lot of Star Wars stuff and unfortunately some of this stuff did not survive my childhood, but she, you know, got it for me. She knew I was into it. So when I told her about this, doing the podcast, I started listening to podcasts about Star Wars. She was not surprised one bit, but, um, yeah, I, my dad, my dad liked the movies. He, He liked going with us to them. He likes. My dad likes all different kind of movies, but he just enjoys himself when he sees any kind of movie. He's kind of like me. He's not very critical when he sees something. I mean, if he doesn't like something, he'll let you know he doesn't like it. -hmm. But I know he enjoyed these movies because he he enjoyed taking his kids to see these movies.
1: Because we get to them to be told a story. That's why we go to these things. Even if it's not, not Star Wars, you go to whatever that film or TV show might be is is to tell me a story
0: right yeah so I mean I think I want to say my dad did take us to this one and if it wasn't my dad it was my uncle that I said about last week oh yeah I was able to go see it's in the theater so it was either my uncle Dave or my dad that took us to see this one again but I do remember around that same time too, us seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm -hmm. So I know we saw Raiders of the Lost Ark down in North Carolina on vacation too, but I don't think we saw Empire down there. I think we saw this one, you know, around home here. But yeah, it was either my, like I said, my uncle or my dad. But either way, we had, we had a great time. I remember walking out. You know, that theater. Now, here's the question that I said Wampa's Lair had on Twitter last week about mm-hmm. our generation seeing this in the theater live and not knowing about the big spoiler that Darth Vader was Luke's father. Mm-hmm. Now, my answer was: I came out of that movie talking to my dad or my uncle, whichever one took us, and my siblings, saying, "Darth Vader is such a liar." There's no way he's Luke's father. I was shocked. I was like, there's no way. I said, he's lying. He's a bad guy. So that's what they do. And it wasn't until I started getting older that I started watching all these movies thinking or seeing that, no, actually the Empire and the Sith are the only ones telling the absolute truth. They don't lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm trying I mean, to it no. That was the talk of the playground in 1980. It was me and my friends that were in the Star Wars. We were out playing on the playground. We would say, so what do you think? Is Darth Vader Luke's father? And we would have so many discussions. We, you had one kid that was adamant that he wasn't thinking like I was that he was lying. There was another kid saying, oh, he's absolutely telling the truth because I could see it because I could see it being that twisted. So it was just those memories of talking about it with your friends, you know, Just like podcasts nowadays, you know, they go back and forth and talk about debating, say, Hey, what did you really think? Yeah. And then when I, well, I'll wait till next week when we discuss, uh, Return the Jedi to tell you what my reaction was when I found out that he wasn't lying. So, but yeah, that was one of the big things from this movie is the talk of the playground being is Darth Vader really Luke's father?
1: I'm trying thinking really hard here. There's smoke coming out my ears on whether or not I bought it, because after I only, I only ever like I mentioned last week, I only ever got to go to the theater and see this the one time. But then I went that novelization. I went home and I read it and reread it and reread it, and then finding different copies of star Live magazine with different behind the scenes things that they were showing and even some of the ones before the 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 film was given to us with what we had like those magazines were our internet back then right only in hard copy. yeah getting to see all these different things about how lucasfilm was putting this whole story together and what was coming and different little They didn't, just like nowadays, they didn't have any they they weren't going to spoil us with anything, but here's a sneak peek look at this. Like different things from Hoth and different things from Bestfin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, our version of those magazines were our version of the internet too because the or even the Twitterverse was it was in the letters to the editor. We could read Right. Different folks would write letters and mail them in and then they would put them up in print and you could see other, other fans and friends excitement over it or there was also things in there just like there is nowadays where some folks weren't really happy with stuff. Back then, a lot of folks, Yoda didn't sit with a lot of
0: folks too squarely.
1: They weren't really very happy with him.
0: And Lake Muppets being in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Which but all these years... What's that? Since since you just, you mentioned the magazines back then, and that being our internet, were you, were you part of the Star Wars fan club when you were a kid and got the Bantha Tracks newsletter?
1: I surely was. And I want to say it's right around this time period that, I got to go and do that yeah they they mailed us they sent us um they weren't five by seven maybe they're eight by ten they uh, they mailed us a uh three or four different glossy eight by ten photos, and most of them were in echo base on Hoth. right with han Luke Lea, Chewbacca. uh what else was in there they sent us um a patch that was a rectangle with the the two silver yeah, racing stripes and had red stitching in the middle that said the Empire Strikes Back and at the top of the two racing yep. stripes was Star Wars. What else do you have? The the banter tracks newsletter and an official yeah, letter Oknew In that was signed by George Lucas. Which we yep. clearly printed it wasn't his actual signature. Uh, hey,
0: even though when you're a kid sign that but.
1: and i want to say there was a pencil too an unsharpened pencil that had a uh, glossy empire strikes back all along the the length of the the wood yeah big red eraser uh, i think that's all that was in yeah i i had that and that card yeah, went in my that card went into my scrapbook collection that i was making Oh, yeah. Put the letter in there and uh, glossy photos. Yep.
0: Yep. I think I think I haven't gone through all my stuff yet. Me and my wife are in the process of actually um, Mm -hmm. doing a big cleanup, you know, throughout our house. So I don't think I've gotten to the box yet where I think all my Bantha tracks might be in my photos and stuff. But recently I found my patches.
1: Mm-hmm. and then as I was
0: flipping through there's the Empire Strikes Back one there's just the one that says Star Wars there's this one and I was like and there's Revenge of the Jedi and I was like wait a minute what? and I like looked at the patch again and the patch <laughs> did say Revenge of the Jedi yeah so sure. anybody that was a member of the Star Wars fan club when they were a kid and if you still have that patch hold on to it mm-hmm. because I I was like oh my god I didn't even realize the fact that, I don't even think I noticed they changed the name. Tell you the truth. So. But
1: I'm really happy you have the stuff that you had from when you was a kid. I had mine and me and my collection of stuff and I had all 96 loose figures by the time Jedi mm-hmm. ended in and Me and my collection parted in a way of not my choosing. And that's a sad story for a different time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there will be an episode after we go through all the movies that we'll just, like, sit here and talk about our childhood, like, Christmases and memories of Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, my dad went through a similar thing. He had a question. His stepmother... Kind of just like got rid of them threw them out without telling them so that you know take my dad off and because he he wanted to hand them down to his sons and his daughters mm-hmm. but, i've heard i've heard many a different yeah. story like that on different pods that i've
1: been listening to through the years where somebody's mom or dad got rid of their sons or daughters stuff and i'm thinking why would you do that to your kid that's not your stuff that's theirs yeah, some you should of that, ask him yeah some of that really boggles my brain why a parent would do that to a kid because I know my mom never would have done that to me
0: yes my mom actually I remember my mom calling me Yeah, you know this is after I'm married and stuff so this is just like within the last 20 years She would also, call me. And she, all your stuff's still over at her place well not anymore, but
1: No, back then yeah.
0: yeah, yeah.
1: She's telling you she one day, Yeah, your stuff's here. What do you what are you doing with it?
0: <laughs> she called me and she goes, I was up in the attic getting some of the Christmas decorations out. She goes, and I ran across some of your Star Wars stuff up here. She was like, Are you coming? She goes, Do you want this or can I throw it out? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yeah, I want it And I said, I'll be over next week and I get it. Mm-hmm. And I went over and Even though I didn't have a spot here for it yet, because I think at the time we were still living in our apartment. But I knew we had an extra bedroom, so I could just throw it in there for now. So, but yeah, I went over and got it. And, yeah, she never threw anything away without checking with her kids first. She And there were some times when I was like, oh, yeah, you can get rid of that. So, but, because she would tell me, she goes, it looks like pretty broken up, you know. So I was like, well, let me come over and look at it, and I'll let you know. i don't go over, look at it, go, yeah, it's not worth saving. I can't fix that. So just get rid of that. And that's how I, uh, unfortunately, don't have my ad at anymore. I played with that thing so hard. And I'm still surprised my Death Star, uh, my playset for my the Death Star is still intact, because I played with that a lot, too. That's one thing
1: I always wanted and never had. So we did. That was another neat, fun thing that came out in different magazines back then was for, like, kids and folks that grew up, like I was saying last week, how I did. Now, 1980 is really the one part. This is where, over here in western Pennsylvania, this is when the steel industry crashed. And so many folks lost jobs and so many folks were in really tight spots because money was tight, really tight. And there was a thing going on with gas prices back then that was going bonkers and bananas. So made bad worse. So yeah, that, like that Death Star place that did a thing that all I ever seen was of it, of it was in the Christmas catalogs. I don't ever seen pictures. And I didn't have any friends that had Star Wars toys back then. Yeah, but I did make friends, and this will be a story that will be more closer to what will, when we're in Return of the Jedi next week, that I got to go, yeah. I got to take this down so I don't forget it. It'll be a fun thing to talk about next week. Yeah, I didn't have any other friends. Nobody at school was really into Star Wars stuff like me, because I was... Even just like nowadays, even back then, I was grabbing up every little morsel of information on whatever we could find, all that useless information that I still got packed in my brain with all the stories we got now, that it's only ever useful for whenever we're sitting and talking, doing stuff like this. Um, right, right. The, the point, since I got off into a different branch on this tree that I was headed to was for folks that was, kids like me that couldn't afford to go and get the different play sets. There were crafting magazines that were given like alternate ideas on if you can't get it, then yeah. you can make it exactly. this that's sorta of similar to that, but you can make it your own way using different crafting foams and cardboard boxes and uh shelf paper the the with the that, that had like the sticky back stuff on it that you would line your kitchen drawers with or your bedroom drawers with. Yeah, to go and make um, oh what were these different play sets? There was one that they made that looked like the go to swamp on Dagobah. There was one that was made that you can make to look like Echo Base on Ha. So that's what my mom was really, really crafty and very artsy. So she helped me go we did it together and we made it was like a combination of the Death Star and Hot together. I don't know how she drummed that up, but yeah, I had this big five foot tall playset that I could go play with my action figures. And yeah, just like you said with your ATAT, I played the hell out of that thing till it came apart.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, that, that's back in the late 70s, early 80s, there was lots of crappy stuff like that going on. Mm hmm. Um, I remember if my mom made me any of that kind of stuff, but I know one thing she did make me that I regret that it broke when we moved into this house Mm -hmm. um, was she did ceramics and stuff like that over on the U.S. Army War College where she worked. There was like a ceramics, you know, building there, and she would go there and do ceramics every now and then on the weekends. I guess it was a mold.
1: You're reading, you're my reading plus. my mind, brother, because I'm just sitting here and I was just ready to start asking, "Was your mom the ceramics?" Because mine was too.
0: Yeah. See, there was a mold there of Darth Vader, like his bust, like his mm-hmm. whole chest, helmet, and everything. So she, he, that
1: Darth Vader had a,
0: one.
1: his helmet had a big. It was longer than what the film showed it would be. It had the, the big long sweeping. Weight onto his shoulders.
0: Yep. But she, she surprised me one Christmas because she worked on that. She made the, made the Darth Vader and she made it into a lamp because it was hollow in the middle. Mm-hmm. She stuck like red, blue, and I think white and yellow like Christmas lights. Yep. Up inside the thing, and when you turned it on, you could see it coming through his chest plate, so it looked like you know it was alive and. The lightsaber would light up. So, but yeah, she made me that. And then we moved in this house and we put some boxes downstairs and set them downstairs for a while. And then after we were starting getting settled, I'm like, I'm going to go bring up my Darth theater lamp and put it on my nightstand. Yeah. So I went down there and I, all I did was put my hand in the box, went to lift it up and it kind of disintegrated in my hand. Oh. Holy crap! And yeah, I was um, me. And my wife saw I was very upset. I I got very emotional, and I That's was one. I was upset. At least that that entire day, I was upset. Mm-hmm. But that then that coming Christmas, even though it wasn't a lamp, my wife went out and bought me at Walmart. She bought me the head of Darth Vader's bank. And she was like, hopefully that will, you know... Because I know it won't replace the lamp, but... got a." Yeah. And I was like, that's true. And then, of course, that turned into me getting the Stormtrooper Bank, the BB-8 <laughs> Bank, and the North Bank. So, you know, yeah, it's very, stuff like that makes you start collecting.
1: Yeah, it does. I had that very same Darth Vader, and yeah, my mom went out with one or two of her friends and did the ceramics thing and came back and yeah, I got it as a present and had it for the longest time. And I'm trying to remember, I don't, it, I parted ways with it and I don't remember what, where it turned up at it. If it still exists, it's out there, out there in the galaxy somewhere. Cause I don't remember it being in the rest of my collection stuff that I had. I did have, I do have now, and I found this right before my oldest girl was born, and I still have it here with me, she gave it back to me. When I was making up her room, right on the time, right before she was born, I wanna say, and I still kinda, I've been pretty bad at it lately, but I love doing, like, uh, Silver, if you know Silver in the Twitterverse, over on the left coast, that those Star Wars. Oh, yeah, I like hopping around different thrift stores. I haven't really hit a yard sale in years or a flea market, yeah. years. But yeah, I love going and diving into finding different things. And I found, I didn't know at the time because all I ever knew of was that Darth Vader, but there was also an R two D two, and it didn't really it sort of looked kind of like R two or an Astronaut. But I found this ceramic that had the same little um, the plastic balls that was like on Darth Vader's chest plate that you would go plug in the the holes that were made in that ceramic. And it it was a two-piece because it has um, a metal rod that's threaded on... It's pretty much threaded the whole way from top to bottom that runs right through the middle of R2 and has these two neat old metal, I can't say they're like, they're not like bolts, but they, they screw on to both ends and then you can tighten them up so our 2s dome stays and his dome is kind of chromium looking and has those same little red and blue plastic bits that you plug into the holes. Yeah, I went and got that for her room and she had it until she got married a few years ago and then Her and my son-in-law, her hubby, turned up over here and she brought it back and gave it to me. And she goes, you gave this to me, now I'm giving it back to you. So it's sitting right around the corner in my living room on my old um, Singer treadle sewing machine and I don't really set up Christmas such anymore but when Christmas time comes around that's one thing. Through all the Christmas season that I'll go turn on in the living room, that's kind of like my Christmas tree now. Is my little nineteen seventies, late seventies ceramic
0: rtd tube. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah Um. Okay. Back to actually talk a little bit more talking about Empire Strikes Back. What mm-hmm. were some of your favorite like moments? from Empire Shakespeare.
1: The whole entire battle of Hoth absolutely had me captivated. Because I think I remember mentioning this last week that I grew up... I was interested in a lot of military history stuff. And that's back when... Um, a lot of World War II films that were really well-known back then. So, yeah, when it came to... If I wasn't watching one of them... And I also do remember getting um the Story of the Empire Strikes Back record album. So we had that that was kind of like our pre-VHS to be able to go. So I had right. an automation, I had a record. But yeah, just anything I could dig up about seeing the making of stuff when they were in Vince Norway, putting it together and who all the, the Rebel Hawk Troopers were that were a Norwegian ski rescue team that got to portray all those, those soldiers and learned about those different things. Um, and then, again, still me with Stormtroopers. Anything that I could find with them on Bespin. Yeah, th- th- those two parts just had me glued to whatever I can I info that I can kind of dig up on
0: right yeah for me it starts yes starts with the Battle of Hoth which actually is running on my TV right now looks about to spin up for the AT-AT so, oh you
1: run you run an Empire right now
0: yep so yeah that the Battle of Hoth of course the vader and luke moment that had me shocked and in denial um, and meeting yoda actually i really like that i even though i found the planet of dagobah as a kid kind of depressing cuz it was in the swamp it's all swampy and looked very what do you call like uh you know, very wet climate and stuff like that. I was mm-hmm. just like, you know, meeting Yoda for the first time and seeing him act so different than what he acted like in the prequels. I mean, back then we didn't know. No, we didn't. But meeting him like that, being goofy and silly, his little fight with R2, smacking him with his cane, saying, my, 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 just had me rolling. Um, and my my one sister fell in love with Yoda. She thought he was the cutest thing. <laughs> she still thinks that I think, but she loved Yoda. And of course, the other my other favorite moment is the asteroid field. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's when I was like, Han Solo is truly a badass because. <laughs> Just him lying right in there so like casual. So, but you could tell, you know, the, the tension on his face, but he really never let it show to the people around him, I, I think. So, but yeah, that was, that was amazing. And it also made me think of the, cause I just watched, I just watched this movie again for the hundredth time last night was fanboys. Mm. To make the line of fanboys where the one Trekkie in that uh, movie called Han Solo a bitch. That that <laughs> was so funny He was like, "Dude, what did you say?" So it was just like so funny, and I was like, "Yeah, Han Solo was definitely not." So, but you yeah, know, now that you
1: you mentioned it, a little piece back. About Dagobah, it just brought up something that I hadn't thought about in many, many a year. Is where I grew up at. Like I said, we lived a few miles out outside of town, and there was space in between neighbors. There was there was lots of room. And beside the the um the edge of the property we lived on was this old gravel road that went back maybe about a half a mile and there were four or five different houses spaced out back there but maybe about five six hundred feet across that gravel lane was this little man-made pond that was maybe about as big as one of the kids plastic swimming pools you might see Dollar General selling right now about come summertime that was maybe about waist (laughs) deep And it was right smack dab in this little patch of woods, really heavy woods, with not real big trees, uh, lots of bushes and jagger bushes, lots of little blackberry bushes. That was, for me, for that summer and fall, was kind of like my own little personal Dagobah. Okay. Back there, I get back there every once in a while, pretending to be like Luke on Dagobah. I never took any of my toys with me. It was just me, and this is when I was starting to go and take different parts of snow fence that my stepdad had. I'd take the different slats of wood out, and I'd be in the garage with a hammer and whatever kind of nails I could drum up, making my own different little blasters. And over the next part of my teen years, yeah, I had a hell of a collection of homemade blasters, because I'd be going up in the room and going through whatever kind of picture stuff that I had looking at, looking at the different blasters like the a280s that the rebel top tr- troopers use and i'd be making right. my own versions of them or my own versions of a dl44 or an e11 yeah i me and my blasters would go in my own little back around the back of the house they and, and play back here for a while yeah I, I, right as you brought that up i hadn't thought about that stuff in so long and as soon as you said that that, then thoughts and pictures popped up in my imagination. I was like, damn.
0: Yeah.
1: I can remember doing all that.
0: That's just like me and my, my brother. When he, when he felt like, you know, goofing around and playing Star Wars with me, wiffle ball bats were our lightsabers. Mm hmm. So, and the, it, 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 the way you won was smacking, smacking your opponent in the arm or the leg with the whip-ball bat. (laughs) I (laughs) remember having, like, a couple bruises and welts from that, but, hey, that's how we played back then, so. Yes, it was. We played hard. And also, in 1980, like I said, I was 11 years old. I was at that age. Now, when I saw New Hope, I thought Princess Leia, was beautiful and pretty and stuff like that, but I was still in that, you know, in between where I'm like, girls are yucky. But 11 years old is I started, you know, noticing, you know, good looking girls and stuff. And this is when I first started having major league crush on carry Fisher. Um, yeah, me so too.
1: That spin uh, layout <laughs> was, yeah, I, w- I was just a puddle.
0: Yeah, Best like, was the with gorgeous thing. She she was gorgeous then, but I I was right at the beginning of the movie, just seeing her in the Hoth fatigues, I was like wow. But but yeah, she, and then of course we'll talk about the beginning of Jedi next week and mm-hmm. all that big controversy that it, it became. But yeah. That's that's when I first started realizing, you know, yeah, I got a I got a crush on you know, Harry Fisher, and this this is what made me. This movie is the one that made me go out and seek and looking at actors, the different actors who's playing the roles, and once I found out Harry Fisher, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, I started going out. Billy D. Williams, I started going out and looking for other movies they were in. And seeing, trying to seek him out and watch him just because the, those actors were in the movie. And that's why Jerry Fisher popped up in Blues Brothers. That blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think she built in that movie. That was Aykroyd and Belushi. That's the only mm-hmm. two names I think even saw the poster. So, yeah, she popped up in that movie, and I was happily surprised. And, yeah, I mean, I went out and I would have never saw, um, like an obscure one that I went out and, uh, hunted down and watched it. I can't remember the name of the movie, but I would have probably never saw Postcards from the Edge either if I didn't know that that movie was based on her and her mother's life, so... Mm. I've never saw that because I think her mom, It's either did Carrie write that book? I think Carrie wrote the book <laughs> yep, that started from the edge. Yep, she wrote it. So, yeah, I would have never saw that movie if I didn't find that out. So, but yeah.
1: Yeah, that was about so again, the time, too, because I can remember my mom being surprised that Billy D. Williams was in the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that's what I was just learning because he was kind of like a big deal back then, and I had no clue. I didn't know, I couldn't have told you who he was. So
0: that's what I started noticing the Colt 45 commercials back in the Mm -hmm. early '80s. I was like, "That's Lando Calrissian being so smooth." (laughs) So yeah, those Colt 45 commercials were funny as anything. But yeah, I didn't know who he was. Like I said, when, when you're a kid, you don't really think of, well, at least I didn't. When I saw a movie, I was like, well, that's Luke because that's who he is on the movie. I never knew, you know, no, it's an actor called Mark Hamill. That's his real name. So mm-hmm. yeah, that this is the movie that made me want to go out and start looking up saying who played Han and who played Leia and started remembering the actors names. And ever since then, that's how I became a big pop culture nerd and movie nerd who's just going out and finding different actors that I really, really enjoyed. Like Schwarzenegger. He was one of my favorite action heroes in the 80s. Him and uh, Stallone. Yep. So. Um, all
1: right. Like we were talking about before you hit the record was you slide into the different New toys that were coming out for the Empire oh, yeah. Strikes Back line of stuff, um, the mail-away action figures, and the proofs okay. of purchase. With every every time you got one on the back of the the action figure card, was this little half little circle that was split in the middle with blue on the top and white on the bottom that had the uh, General Mills. I want to say it was the ampersand symbol that stands for and.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that
1: You needed like four or five of those, and you wrote, you put them in an envelope with your return address stuff. For, I want to say there were three different action figures because I did go diving in to take a look and see what they okay. were. It was a Boba Fett. Um, 4LM, which was one of the Bounty Hunters that was on the Executor's Bridge, and Bosk, which was another one of those, and then there was a survival kit that had one of the Rebel Hawk Troopers, it came with one or two of their backpacks, three or four different gas masks from, like, when Han and Leia were inside the Exegorth. Before they knew it was the Exegor in the asteroid field. Uh, a couple different blaster pistols and blaster rifles that came in a little plastic bag. How many of those mail aways did you ever send away for, Jeff?
0: I got, I remember having Boba Fett for sure, Mewtwo um, mm-hmm. um, for sure. But I cannot remember if I got Bosk or not I know I didn't get the survival thing um but yeah I think I had at least those two that I could remember I could have had Bosk too I just don't remember I'll probably have to go grab my action figures and look see if it's there. but I know I've only lost a couple of action figures from when I was a kid I know I have most of my old Kenner action figures but yeah those mail aways I think it was through General Mills, you're right, like the cereals and stuff. Yeah. And I think you also had to include some proofs of purchase from like different action figures when you bought them. But, um, yeah, I got definitely got Boba Fett. And no, I am not one of the kids that claimed that I had a rocket launcher on my boat. Those were my Battlestar Galactic toys. Yeah. Those are the ones that I some people are remembering as rocket launching. Because they were rocket launching. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got my Boba Fett. I still have my Boba Fett. He's the paint job one is pretty worn down because you know, childhood in my childhood, we played with our toys. So unlike, you know, adult when you're an adult and you're a collector, you keep everything in your package. you're one of those keep it in the package kind of guys, I'm still not. Pet. If I get a. I'm lucky enough to get a, a Blue Series action figure, or if I win one, that puppy's coming out of the box, and I'm displaying it like that. Because I so it should be displayed, because you can pose them whenever, however you want. Because, yeah, you know, I was so happy when I won. I was joking around about it saying, you know, telling the Wampus Lair, I better win this contest. Because <laughs> I guarantee, Jason, you do not know another Jar Jar fan than me and short enough I won the Blue Series 12 or however it is uh, Jar Jar and that's TV in our bedroom so along with something that Ro sent me Ro sent me a, a Jar Jar um, collectible so I'm, I'm grateful for him he just sent it to me out of the blue because Ro is that kind of guy he's a great guy yes he is so but yeah he knew i was a jar jar fan and said i think you would like this he goes so be looking for it in the mail and i have those two in front of my TV, well on our tv stand in our bedroom and yeah like i said i'm i take it out of the box i gotta pose them i'm not really that kind of collector i really i tried it before I think when Powers Power the Force line came out for the prequels, mm-hmm. I think I bought some down on vacation one year with my wife in a, uh old, uh, it was a KB toy outlet down in mm-hmm. Rehuvie. Now, I don't know if it's still there or not, because it was there at least 10 years ago No, I got police, these.
1: The police is long gone. It's long, long, long gone.
0: Well, I didn't know if the outlet was still there or not, but yeah, they, they had all these old ones there. They were selling that really cheap prices cause you know, they've been out for years, but yeah, I bought, I bought like seven or eight of those and I kept them in the package for the longest time. And when I found them the other year and I was going through some of my stuff, I'm like, why do I have these in the package? So I just, like, ripped them open. I'm like, I'd display them like this whenever I get my Star Wars room back in order. So... But, yeah, I, I tried it, and I was just like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Because I... I'm never going to try to get money for the Star Wars stuff I have, because I don't want to get rid of it. So why, you know, make sure I try to keep it pristine? I don't, I don't know. That's just me. I know if I was after, like... Big money, maybe, but that's just not me. I don't want to sell my Star Wars stuff. I want to keep it. So, I think that's why I was like, "Why well, keep it in the package?"
1: So, yep, uh, on that side of, I know uh, the Hall of Chronicles boys were a podcast. They pretty much only do live streams every once now and again on their YouTube channel. It's Andy and Josh. Um, I'm on. I'm on Andy's side of the the discussion is, yes, play with your toys. Take them out. Play with them. Made to be played with. Where Josh is always on the, keep it in the box. Keep it on the card. No, I'm on Andy's side of the discussion. Yes, play with your toys. Because some of the, the few things I got, I, I started out when I was collecting. I started out as a kind of, I want to get everything that I can get. To, if it's out there, I want it down pared down to nowadays i get very very if there's anything i get it's going to be one of the visual guides or something like that or like the new the newest thing i got was the the timelines book that came out that is literally canon star wars in print and it's already out of date because new stuff is coming. it's not in there mando season three is not in there Skeleton Crew's not in there, so as soon as they, they printed it and hit it, it's it's immediately out of date. Yeah. Action figures and stuff. Something's gotta really speak hard to me and like most other folks who was I just listening to this morning? Um thirteen thirteen podcast. Or two brothers and a really good friend that live up north of me in Erie that are just in their twenties. And jacob the younger the the two brothers did it a short 20-minute episode this morning yesterday and put it out in podcast and he was talking about not really going so much to amazon and different things he's he's like a lot of our other friends that likes to hunt in the wild every now and again on saturday morning where i'm sitting here and i'm like you know what instead of sitting on my ass in the kitchen listening to my podcast we're gonna go take a little road trip over across the Allegheny River to the nearest Walmart just for shits and giggles to see what's hanging on the pegs. And I've done that right. maybe twice in the past three months. And every time I go, it's the same stuff that's hanging out there. It's, nobody's pecking. It's like four or five General Lando Calrissians from Jedi. And yeah, stuff that needs love, but no nobody wanted to give it some. I go take a look, and then I come back back home as empty-handed as I went (laughs) to.
0: Yeah. 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 There's just something about going out and being in that brick-and-mortar store Mm -hmm. looking for, you know, the the thing you're looking for. Yep. Instead of just jumping on the computer because you know it's going to be there. On the computer, the only thing is, is this, you know, just... Distributor going to be sold out of it or not online. That's the only thing, but you can look it up. It's always going to be there. So, but yeah, something about going out and being there and running around. That's why I know, yes, I do, I do most of my Christmas shopping now online because it's easy. I don't have to run out, especially if it's bad weather, but I do still like to go out on a Saturday morning in December and go out to the stores and just shop that way too I know last year I told my wife I said I just want to go yes I said I bought most of your stuff online this year but I just I want to go out this weekend and just like do some old fashioned shopping so I don't know if that's the 80s kid in me because we all know that malls were big in the 80s and mid or early to mid 90s so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was always a mall kid. I guess you could say I was a mall rat. I was always there on the weekends with my friends. I, and we weren't necessarily shopping all the time. We were just walking the malls or walking the mall, just like have, that's how we had fun before, you know, go out and drink and stuff. Plus the one mall that we went to had a very nice size arcade. And our caves were big in the 80s, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I was always a mall kid. So I guess that's why I still like going out, just getting that atmosphere. Yes, most, I don't think there isn't. I don't think there is a mall left here in uh, Carlisle. I think they, both of them closed hell. The one that used to be in Carlisle, the bigger one, was knocked down years and years ago in a Walmart. Supercent is there now. Um, oh, wow. And the other one is pretty much cleaned out. There may be one to two stores maybe left in that mall. But everything else left, and at the one end of the mall, they knock down and they build a Lowe's. So, yeah, there's really nothing left here anymore, but I drive 15, 20 minutes up the road to Mechanicsburg, there's still the Capital City Mall there, the Camp Hill Mall. There's still well, the Camp Hill Mall is more of a strip mall now instead of an indoor mall. But the Capital City Mall is one that I used to go to a lot, and that's still there. So, but yeah, other than that, there sure isn't many malls around here anymore. So, yeah, I it was a mall kind of, that means too. Uh, that, that was the place to go with your friends and hang out.
1: Go yep. look at all different goofy shit that Spencer's had and I do have one Um, mall, I got one mall, indoor mall left near me that's down down the, no that would be up river a little ways, across Allegheny from where New Kensington is that they built up in the early 2000s. That's called, when they opened it, it was the place to be, it's called Pittsburgh Mills. sits up on top of a big hill that's got lots of different plazas in it that caps off with a a Walmart at the far end. And Pittsburgh Mills still open somehow. I know they are sitting right on the edge if they ain't already went over the edge of bankruptcy and somehow it's still open. That's maybe only a quarter of what its full capacity could be. And just like on a Saturday, and I ain't been in quite a long time, there's a collectible shirt shop in there that's owned by two friends called Brian Dave's Collectible Den. And there's a lot of vintage Star Wars still sitting in there. And every once in a while, I'll, I'll, I'll get a thought and think, all right, you know, I'm hop in my PT Cruiser on Saturday and go take a stroll over. Cause still kind of got the urge to want to have, like I said, me and my collection were rudely parted ways and still got a hankering to want to get my hands on one of the original kenner uh three and three quarter inch stormtroopers because i just love the hell out of them so i every once in a while i go to brian and dave's and see if i can find one and one never turns up and they usually got a fairly good hefty price on them now too even for loose ones i still want to go hunt one up and Still can't ever find one. One will turn up some days. Me and I'll
0: cross paths with one sometime. Don't know where or where. Yeah. You never know. Sometimes those things pop up when you're when you're not even looking for it. That they do. So. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I guess we we should get off on a tangent there about malls. So um I don't know, there isn't much more I think we did it, yep. I think we did. Yeah, I I know you know we don't. I know there's podcasts out there that go um, beat by beat through a movie and like analyze every like act, but I I, I leave that to the podcasts like Mawpfuslayer and stuff like that that do that better than I would. I wouldn't mm-hmm. know how to do that because neither of us are are critical film watchers hmm. so we just like to go through talking about stuff we like from the movie and get getting off on tangents about other things yep so, but yeah like i said um, like i said in my opinion because my formidable years were in the 80s i guess i turned 10 in 1979 i was 11 when the 80s started and i grew up in the 80s i i hmm. i grew up in the 80s a lot of people go. You grew up in the seventies. I was a kid in the seventies. I was, you know, a little kid in the seventies. I don't remember much of the seventies. All I remember in the seventies was Star Wars coming out, and, and Batman, that was, I remember that. But, yeah. Yeah, but other than that, the the eighties, I pretty much remember more stuff from the eighties. And like I said, they're my formidable years. So, yeah, graduate I graduated in the 80s
1: in school, my, so. my teen years was, I was 13 in, in 1980. so yeah, I could say I pretty much grew up in the 80s too, and unlike yourself, I don't miss those times. I'm glad they're in the past, and for me, they're welcome to stay there. <laughs> I <don't clears> who, throat> throat> who I was back then and who I am now are two different folks.
0: Yeah. I don't I don't miss everything from the 80s. I don't miss high school. No. If I were to go back to the 80s, I would say, yeah, let me go back to the 80s, grow up again, but I don't have to go to school. That would be awesome. But, yeah, that's why I like Stranger Things so much when it first came out. I've never seen it. I've, I've heard many folks oh, talk
1: yep. and never took a look.
0: But, yeah, that... Besides the supernatural part of it, of the story, these are kids around my age in the 80s. And nothing... nothing just with my oh, I remember that. And looking at the stuff in the background, trying to pick up one of the toys and stuff in the kids' rooms. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. And how the Duffer brothers, I'm pretty sure that's who... Created it, how detailed that they were on getting everything in the background 80s. They didn't want any mistakes. Like, get off, take off your Apple Watch, that didn't exist. So yeah, they know they made sure the kids were wearing stuff that you just look at and go, yep, that's the 80s. Mm-hmm. So, that's why I like that show so much. But yeah, I think we pretty much, you know, talked. Empire Strikes Back Enough. Um, um, next week. Oh,
1: close up. You have any podcast recommendations for this week?
0: Oh, I, I, I you, you've heard me talk about them all the time. Wampus Lair, the very first podcast I ever listened to, Star Wars related with Carl and Jason. I've been listening to them guys since, I think, maybe episode three. Mm-hmm. And I went back and listened to the first two episodes, so I've heard all their episodes. Since episode three, I've been listening to them, and they do, it, they do it different. If you're going there to hear the latest Star Wars news, don't bother. They don't do that. They do what I'm trying to do, is just pick a topic in Star Wars and talk about that topic and how much you liked it. You know, the things that, if you had a problem with it, talk about that and discuss it. And J- you can tell Jason and Carl have been long friends, long time friends, the way they get along with each other. Really great. Listen, they're always positive. I know they're the kind of Star Wars podcasts. I like anyway. So yep. there's lots of there. And the other one I can think of that I recently started listening to maybe like five or six months ago, I think it's called Jawa Jabber. Yep. I believe. That's three or and four. And that's, very, I guess, well.
1: Yeah, they haven't dropped anything in a long while. There, there's some folks I just put up a. <laughs> been missing these Star Wars podcast friends for a while. Every once in a while, I'll go throw up one of those in the Twitterverse and pick about six or seven that I ain't heard from in weeks, and just hope them friends right. doing okay. And sometimes somebody will pop back up saying, "Yeah, we're not gone. We're." We'll have something dropping soon. Yeah, this past week, Swamp is Lair was Carl and Jason talking about Thrawn this past Wednesday. Um, If I'm going to recommend one, oh, we'll jump across the pond to, I can remember finding these boys way back before I got into Twitterverse, about a year before I got into Twitterverse. I was hanging around in an what looks like an old-timey kind of chat room like the force.net used to have that's okay. connect the star wars newsnet i th- i'm pretty sure this place still exists it's called the cantina the whole okay. little message forum looks looks similar to that and i was kind of bouncing around in there while i was listening to my playlist and stuff and that's when i was really getting antsy to want to talk with some of the folks to and listen to and posting up messages in there as anybody else listening to the podcast. And there weren't really much of anybody. Then out of the blue, in the direct messages that's in there, I get this fella, goes by the name of Matt, that's over in the U.K., that says him and his friend are fixing to start a new podcast and was curious since they saw me asking and nobody was else. He was like, well, we're going to put this together and we'd love to have your input. And I was like, "Wow, okay." And we now know them nowadays as Star Wars sessions. It's Matt and Luke. They drop okay. every Wednesday, the and then they go for about an hour and a half. And they are they they understand exactly they're in relation to you and me, Jeff. They Matt okay. aside from his day job because they, they they discovered each other. They work at the same business that they work at and near enough to each other, and they kind of stumbled across each other as, you're a Star Wars fan? Because I am, too. And then after after a while, they got to talking, and they wanted to put together a podcast. They called themselves as what's probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I would say most likely. Yeah, that that would be my recommended listening is if you're going to – You're looking for somebody to listen to that has a lot of fun. They, they pick a main topic and they get deep in the details of it from whatever the behind the scenes stuff is. And then they have another segment that after they finish with that called the Bantina where they're talking about whichever's, whatever's going on with Star Wars news now or whatever different nerdy Star Wars stuff that you're into and they're very listener interactive with too. They want to hear what your thoughts are. So if you're listening to them, yeah, speak up to them. And then they wrap up their show with a Star Wars Sessions game where each week Luke and Matt take turns making up some kind of silly, goofy game where that they play that's just a lot, a lot of fun. So if you're looking for some, a podcast to listen to, my recommendation recommendation this week is Star Wars Essence. Give Matt and Luke a listen. You're missing it if you ain't listening. I'm telling you. Yep.
0: And so here we go. Yep. Episode, Episode,
1: 133. Episode 133. Blue Milk
0: Cafe. Yep. It, folks. And real quick here before we sign off, mm-hmm. while you were talking and mentioning UK, I will mention another person. I'm not sure if he's still doing a podcast or not. I know he hasn't recorded an episode in a while. But he is, I, I would like to think besides me, the most positive Star Wars fan I've ever met. And I've only met him on Twitter. So I haven't met him in person. Would love to someday. But um it's Neil Lowry. He is oh. over in the U.K. Yeah. He posts nothing. Positive stuff and I believe he's still on Twitter, but I've seen him more now on Facebook because I saw a post the other day that he actually had a mild heart attack. Oh no. And he is, he, last time I saw him, he was still in the hospital. So if, you know, you're the praying type, if you're not, if you're not just send some positive vibes his way. And if you are the praying type, keep him in your prayers because his post was positive just like he is all the time. He said he had a mild heart attack in the hospital. They're doing some. I don't, he didn't say what kind of operation it is, but the operation is this week sometime. So hopefully, he'll be out of the hospital and back home soon, and enjoying Star Wars with us again soon. Yeah, but yeah I have- look him up once and Facebook, because I- like I said, I've seen him more on Facebook side recently.
1: I don't really Facebook much at all. I have one, and that was only to keep touch with my girls, but now my girls don't use it anymore, so I might be closing mine down. I haven't seen Neil in my Twitterverse timeline in a long, 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 long time. So yes, all of the best, he'll... all the best for heels over his way. I was one of his first live guests too, long time ago. Yeah, he he was starting the Car co-pilot. And I sent him a yep. DM, like, we're the same age. I would love to come talk Star Wars with you. And we did way back when um Anchor Podcast was a thing. Yeah, I, he sent me a link, and we chatted for about as long as you and me did here. And it was a lot of fun. So
0: all the four shields over was away. And maybe one of these weeks when I'm too busy night. We can't record an episode together. Maybe I'll throw the a flash the flashback episode where I had Neil in the cafe. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think I had that as one of the flashbacks a while back. I can't remember. I have to go back and look. Oh, no, you did. I did.
1: If anybody's going to know who had who, what on where, whether it was the replay or not, that would be me.
0: <laughs> okay, I, so good. So I did. So I remember, remember all the head off. Well, most uh, of it. Or, or, be a bonus episode. Maybe it'll be a bonus episode one week. I'll just throw his interview up there as a bonus. Because yeah, like I said, he is one of the nicest guys I have never met in person, but online, yes, he's a real good guy. He's a sweet. Guy. Like I said, send some good vibes his way. He he's going to need them. And we, I hope, but the best get better soon, Neil. And hope to have you back, you know, talking Star Wars here real soon.
1: Well, this week was Empire Strikes Back, friends. And next week will be Return of the Jedi.
0: That's right. So come back next weekend for Return of the Jedi. And as always, until next. I have spoken. Give the evacuation code signal. Thank you for stopping by the cafe. Life is all about passions. Thank you for lending me your ear while I shared all of mine. You can follow the Blue Milk Cafe on Twitter at that BMC pod. You can follow the Facebook group, the BMC pod. You can also email the Blue Milk Cafe, that BMC pod at gmail.com. And remember, blue milk—it does a body good.